0: Hello and welcome to episode 10 of One Sporting Way. I am joined by one of my co-hosts, Dave. This week, Remy's computer decided to uh, jump off a cliff or something. So she is out this week, kind of at the last minute, but I'm visited once again by Dave. Dave, how you doing? What are you drinking?
1: Dude, I'm doing good. We are on a cold streak, that's for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I haven't done this in so long, Um, but yeah, no, it... Just things keep coming up. Um, I know it probably seems like we are avoiding each other, but we're not. But I'm doing good. I am in Lynchburg, Virginia right now. As you know, I'm doing a big like East Coast kind of road trip visiting friends this week.
0: Yeah, you'll be here in what, five days?
1: Yes, I can't wait. And we're going to podcast from the same room. It'll probably. be an, it'll <laughs> be
0: weird for me of all yes, people. Yes, it will.
1: Oh, yes. But anyway, um, I am drinking uh, Hellis Lager from three roads brewing company which is a local brewery here in lynchburg virginia which is not exactly what you would call a brewery friendly town i don't know it's like where one of the biggest like most conservative christian universities in the entire country is so i thought it was super cool there's just this cool little brewery and uh yeah Looking forward to it. Um, how about you? How are you doing and what are you drinking?
0: Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Thought I had COVID this week. Didn't have mm. COVID this week. so that's, Doesn't sound that's, pretty good. <laughs> no, that was uh, just sick earlier in the week. Uh, went and got a test. Stayed out of school for two days. Was negative for COVID, which thank God for that. Um, yeah. But since then, you know, uh, schools was a little chaotic and very happy for the weekend golfed under 100 yesterday for the first time under 100 i golfed 99 oh my goodness you golf god i know right i'm
1: basically a
0: pro at this point
1: i think i think my lifetime best is like 122 so you are miles better than me here's the
0: thing i don't know uh how many of my shots were legal i definitely (laughs) dropped a couple times where i thought i was but i'm gonna take it i'm gonna say i was yeah because the only person that really cares about your golf score is yourself. Yes, and your sponsors. Yeah, and my sponsors, which I have zero of right now. And I am actually drinking a pre-opened beer this week because the Chiefs game started, and so I'm drinking a Coors Light. Um, and I will in a minute be shifting to uh, a Mango IPA, but Mm -hmm. it is Sunday, and Sunday is football day most of the time. So you know, it's a good weekend.
1: Yes, and honestly, you get. I don't know if we have any currency in our podcast but you get like the first like one sporting way gold star for recording during the chiefs game um you're a much bigger chiefs fan than i am so i definitely
0: don't get a gold star but yes major props oh huge and this is dedication right now we we're not sitting ideally you know we're down right now but as we're recording we are down so maybe you can pinpoint when I was recording during the game but I've got it over here to the side as we're recording (laughs) so I am watching still um but for those at home I I'm just a big Kansas City sports fan in general I love Mm -hmm. the Chiefs the Royals I will follow it's just baseball's a lot to watch Mm -hmm. and Valley sports does not make it easy at all
1: I pick it up at the playoffs but yeah you've got a nice Travis Kelsey jersey on I have a sporting scarf in my car, but eh, it's not really sporting. It's not really scarf weather here. So decided to leave it off.
0: So let's jump into a kind of an up and down two weeks. So we uh, we took last week off for uh, for varying reasons, if you saw on our Instagram. But we got two games to talk about, plus a little international soccer. Um, we had the 4 nothing loss to L.A., which I think was a shocker to yeah. every sporting fan watching that game. Like, L.A. had not been in great form. Sporting, you know, midseason sporting always hits a drought at some point, and I think every year we hope it doesn't show up, and it always does. Yes. But it was just, watching that game just made me sad. It was like someone stole our uniforms. Like,
1: it was terrible. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, we the commentators... I was watching it on Bein Sports, which the commentators weren't great, but they were like talking all about LA's struggles, and they just, you know, they start slow, like all this stuff, and then it was like they just, they just dominated, and Sporting just kept spraying these prayerful, inaccurate passes out wide, and nothing was working. And yeah, I didn't even. That's the first time in a long time I've sat down to watch a sporting game and not made it to the end of the game, like. Yeah. after Espinoza's red card i was like oh baby this is about to go south and then they scored a second goal and i was just like all right i i'm out of here <laughs> like it, just, which, it,
0: it went yeah. south so fast <laughs> it did like, It's the, the wheels just fell right off and I, and I again i don't know what it was it, it it can't be tired legs at this point because you know we we're, we're only playing one game kind of a week at this moment and I don't know. I I don't know what happened to our team. And you always know it's a bad game. And Dave, you kind of alluded to it is when we start doing those out wide passes and we're not building up through the middle. That's when, you know, in my book, sporting is getting desperate.
1: Yeah, they're running out of ideas and they weren't even hitting them. Like it'd be like a guy in the middle and I'll just say Espinoza. Like, let's say he's got the ball and it's like, oh, there's Russell running, bam, inaccurate pass that just goes like out of bounds. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was, it was very frustrating by the 59th minute. I think we were uh, down two 0 both goals scored by their center back, um, which by the way, their Senegalese center back. So I have to give him a little, my Senegalese brother a little bit of love uh, Mm -hmm. mamadou fall but yeah it was just bad the set piece marking was bad i don't know we don't have to spend a whole ton of time on this game but it was yes it was not i think it was like was that friday night or saturday night either way it was not
0: a good use of
1: my weekend evening
0: (laughs) no i think every sporting fan watching that game just wanted the final whistle to blow Mm mm-hmm like we were just waiting. I didn't even wait for it. (laughs) You know, you're, you're hoping and you're hoping that, you know, we're going to make a comeback on it and and, and something happens. But for some reason we just could not and would not find a a goal or even a glimmer of hope in that game. So, yeah. And we'd been, honestly,
1: I, I do think it could be partly fatigue because Peter Vermees compared to other coaches really does not make that many subs. And I think If I were to nitpick and sit in the peanut gallery, even though I don't know as much about soccer as him, I do think that is like kind of one of his weaknesses as a coach. He doesn't rotate the squad as much as I see a lot of other coaches doing. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, he also has a lot more success than a lot of other coaches. So who knows? But yeah, I do kind of wonder if maybe as the season drags on, even though we are to a slower rhythm now, maybe it's the cumulative after effects. I don't know, because it seems like we had a few draws in a row that we should have won, and it does seem like we were kind of in a funk. Um, Hopefully, we've broken out of that now with Chicago. I know we'll talk about that, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it it was kind of, I don't know. We didn't seem ourselves there for a few games, that's for sure.
0: No, and so let's let's move on to to the Chicago game. We'll have a little bit more to to talk about that's a little (laughs) happier for us. I think that's
1: the fastest we've cruised through a game in the
0: history of this podcast. Oh my gosh. I just don't want to, I don't want to dwell on it. It was so sad.
1: It sucked in every regard. Like, honestly, Espinosa didn't even mean to clobber that guy's Achilles tendon. I think it was a good call, but (laughs) like, Like, (laughs) he just stomped on the, anyway, it was bad. All
0: right. So let's move. Uh, the following week, you know, we had a two nil win against Chicago. Um, uh, jose maury gets his first Woo! goal that definitely should not have been a goal <laughs> oh my gosh okay. i was sitting there just watching i was like okay like okay another good shot wait what uh, Wait, did, yeah. did that just go in
1: I I watched the replay because I was driving when this game was going on. I watched the replay and I was like, I didn't even see the deflection. Like that must have been such a subtle. And I watched the replay and it was like, oh, there wasn't a deflection. Oh, it just went through his legs. Yeah, it reminds me. And I know this is not a Manchester United podcast as much as I constantly try to make it one. But Chicharito's first goal for Man United. Mm -hmm. Someone crossed it into the six yard box on the ground. He swung at it as hard as he could, shanked it so badly that it went straight up in the air, hit him in the face. So he kicked the ball into his own face. It deflected off his own face into the goal. That was his first goal for Manchester United. So as soon as I saw Jose Maury's first goal for Sporting KC, I was like, okay, a little less embarrassing, but it did remind me of that. You
0: thought the birth (laughs) of a legend right there.
1: Yeah, I thought, okay, Chicharito, you know, man, you fans still have a soft place of their heart for him this will be jose maury in 10 years will be it'll be a trivia question and bobby shuttleworth will be the answer
0: <laughs> but i would say the second goal two minutes later, and this is what surprised me you know coming off the la game is we came out and just bang bang just
1: yes guns blazing
0: just we you knew our guys were sitting all week sitting four, just cool. thinking about that four nil loss and we're like mm-hmm. we got to do something yeah and so that second goal comes off of a solid shot from Daniel. Mm-hmm. And then just a easy, you know, just right place, right time, Johnny Russell just buries it in the back of the net.
1: Yeah. And honestly, Shuttleworth did a good job keeping keeping that shot from shallowy out. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, he, for sure. So, I mean, I Oh man, I just feel so bad for keepers when stuff like that happens. But yeah, no, he he deflected it straight across goal and what was awesome was uh Russell had just busted a gut to get down the field. Mm -hmm. You could see his defender like 10 yards behind him the whole way. It was like a 60, 70 yard run and Alan Polito was also there. So they were both there. They both made the run and sporting got the rewards for it. So yeah, that was awesome
0: because again, our whole team is playing with a attitude of we got to do something this week. Mm -hmm. Like we've been sitting in a drought for so long. We got to do something. Yeah. And
1: I, I was so relieved because this is another team you know, they should beat Chicago. Chicago yes. is about 20 points behind them in the standings. Like, you got to beat Chicago if you mm-hmm. really want to get back on track. Those are know. necessary points. Yes, they are. And so it was so good to see. I know it was a strange game, but really, Sporting KC came out and they took care of business against yes. a inferior team. And that was just refreshing because... That was happening every week until a few weeks ago, and then it kind of felt like we were in the, the like you said, the
0: mid-season swoon. And I don't know if you, I, I feel this every year, and I said it at the top of the pod, that every single season when we are rolling, like I remember mm. a couple episodes ago, we were talking about in the running for the supporter Shield. Like we were second place, top of the West, like on our way to potentially getting our first Shield since 2000. And then suddenly... Every season that I think this, yes, we hit about halfway, a little over halfway through the season, and we hit a couple ties and a couple bad losses, and suddenly we're sitting second, third, fourth, fifth in the West, mm-hmm. and our our chance, like I can tell you right now, uh, we are we're not going to win the supporter shield. No, I will make that prediction, and that's a pretty safe <laughs> prediction.
1: Yeah, partly just cuz New England exists. I mean, yes. they are on such a tear this year. So, I think even if we were playing great, I think that's a safe
0: bet. <laughs> but here's the thing, what we're I think we're 10, 12 points out from the supporter Shield right now. Mhm. If we you know the, those two ties that we talked about uh, last week when we tied against Portland and tied against Minnesota. We win those two games. That's six points right there, and that's four yeah. extra points. Okay, now we're mm-hmm. we're three games out. Okay, we get a a tie against LA. Now we're seven. Like yeah. we're a lot closer if we don't go on this drought.
1: Yeah, we were in it. We were in it. And then it kind of snowballed with the drought. But I mean, that is MLS for you. I think that's a part of it is like regression to the mean is like the rule in MLS. Like they have done so much. All the commissioners or the owners, everyone like they get together every year wearing robes. And they build an (laughs) altar. They build an altar to parody, and they worship parody. And this is like the utmost goal of MLS. So, like, they are sacrificing goats. It's the it's the whole thing. And so that is where, like, the MLS is a very American sports league because we're like, no, like in Europe, it's like. Oh, your team is bad. Go down to the lower divisions. We don't even want to look at you here in the U S it's like, Oh, your team is bad. We're going to help you get good. Oh, your team's good. We're going to bring you back down. You know? So I think that's part of it is like, you can rarely, even when sporting's like looking really good, it's like, there's a little regression to the mean because there's so many structural factors. They just build in to like, keep all the teams kind of, kind of mediocre so you do get tripped up a lot in you this do. and
0: it's something i don't <laughs> honestly enjoy about the mls like i, I, I love agree it. with you <laughs> clearly you can tell like i love american football like mm-hmm. i love watching it i'm a huge k-state sports fan like i was watching very sad yesterday as k-state starting quarterback probably got knocked out by injury for the entire season oh, no. for the second year in a row i'm not
1: even gonna gloat about iowa iowa state then that just feels sad after finding that out.
0: I mean, it's it's a non-contact injury, something with his knee he pulled up. I, I'm not gonna make speculation besides that I, I have a feeling he might be done for the second season in a row. Oh and so sucks. Skylar Thompson, if you're hearing this, I'm sorry. I love you, man. Sixth year senior right there oh very sad but i love I, I love football uh, but one thing about american style sports is that we always like there's no consequence really for being bad mm-hmm. which besides just sucking right like besides yeah. your bottom of the league everyone makes you. getting high draft picks that's the real consequence for being bad <laughs> but that's the thing like i throughout history anyone who's followed american sports knows like there are teams who have basically decided like we are so bad, we're going to keep sucking so that we can get a top draft pick, which for me is the opposite. Like, I love European style football because there is a consequence for being bad. Yes. Now, America, that doesn't work because we have so much money in our sports. That... Yeah, Oh, well, they have money in their sports, too. Maybe I know not quite as much, but <laughs> but I, I, I watch a team. If you know the story of AFC Wimbledon, they're a completely community owned team who yes, and I, for over. a
1: second, I thought you meant AFC Richmond. And I was no. like, we're going to a Ted Lasso joke. And I could not wait. But now no, I no, no, no. discover no, that's Lasso, not where too. you're going.
0: <laughs> no, but community owned team that over the last 20 years has worked their way up from the 10th tier of English soccer to yeah. now currently like. The last two seasons has fought to the nail to stay in uh, in League One, the third tier of English soccer. And those are the stories that are awesome.
1: Yeah. Without promotion relegation, and this is a huge dead horse topic in MLS, mm-hmm. so I don't want to get too much into it. But without promotion relegation, you don't get the story of Leicester City. Like when I try to explain Leicester City to people who don't follow soccer, the best I can do is be like, let's say the T-Bones, which now the, I guess now the uh, Kansas City Monarchs, like unaffiliated minor league team. Let's say they were so good for several years that they just kept getting moved to higher and higher leagues and then eventually they won the World Series. Like that's what it's like. It's yeah. that cool of a story.
0: Yeah. So I don't like, know. <laughs> let, let's digress off. <laughs> that this could be topic. that
1: could be the tagline. That could be the tagline for this podcast. I don't know. <laughs>
0: but this this has been this has been an interesting podcast this week. Yeah. I did sure. not think
1: we were going into a deep dive on parody and promotion relegation, but that's Apparently, where this took but us.
0: Sometimes that's where we go. But back on the 2-0 the win against Chicago, um, yes. that's kind of where the this started we're off. here to discuss. We, I mean, we looked good, and to go up that early and hold is, in my opinion, kind of rare for sporting. Like, I don't think we get that many shutouts. It's and not here. our jam.
1: I, I was thinking about that earlier, too. I was like, for as many times as we've praised Tim Melia, and he played well again, you know, didn't have anything spectacular, didn't need to. For as much as many times as we've praised Tim Melia, I think Remy's right. And she talks about this a lot, how our backline's kind of shaky and we don't yeah. post that many shutouts. And I, again, our Lord and Savior Easy's going to come in and uh, he's going to solve that. But like, yeah, we do. <laughs> At least that's my hope. But yeah, I think you're right. We don't really post that many
0: shutouts. We don't. And most of those goals, when, when we look back. Like there are many games where we give up, you know, one, two goals where we probably could have given up five or six had it not been for Tim Melia.
1: Yeah. Or, or a lot of games conversely where we could have and should have given up zero goals, but had Mm -hmm. one little lapse and then it's like, oh, they got an easy freebie, like an unmarked header. And the problem is when your defense does have those lapses, you get situations like Mamadou fall just charging in there on corner kicks, totally unmarked. I don't know what happened there. The tallest guy on the field, pretty much, probably. Like, Mm -hmm. he just runs in there. And, And so the problem is that those lapses can cluster together, and that's why consistent defense is so important. But, yeah, no, it was good to see us, like you said, it's like, you know, people who were late to the game were already up to nothing in shutdown mode, and they did hit the post once, but... It is good to see us hold out and really dominate a game. I mean, it was pretty even. I mean, getting into the second half,
0: there's no doubt we were going to pull that out.
1: I would love to agree with you, but I'm way too nervous of a sports fan. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Honestly, I'm I'm excited to visit you next week. I think that's going to be fun. I haven't looked at the sporting schedule. Are we going to get to watch any games together? Wednesday, the 15th, which... I don't know why maybe we can just slowly slide into the preview section of the episode, but I don't know why I have always actually, I kind of do know why I've always had a dislike for Minnesota ever since they joined the league. Okay. And it stems from this game I went to and I sat right next to the Minnesota supporters section and sporting clobbered them. So yeah. it was four nil and someone I was with was like, Hey, Like, I don't know if they they they're probably just tired, not that big a soccer fan. They're like, hey, do you mind if we leave a little early? It was like the 85th minute. Mm -hmm. Like they're like, I want to beat traffic. It was like, yeah, like, that's fine. Like, you know, thanks for coming to a sporting game. It's like what you talked about. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Like this game's non-competitive. Sporting's just kicking the ball around, wasting time at this point. Um, Again, 4-0. (laughs) so we're leaving and other fans have the same idea and it was the funniest thing because the minnesota fans started up this chant that was mocking us for leaving early and the chant was is there a fire drill so it was like is there a fire drill is there and i was like I was like, that champ makes no sense when your team is the one losing. Like, I get it. I get that you can make fun of sports fans for leaving early, and that's valid. But it was like, no, there's not a... There's not a fire drill. You guys just suck at soccer. Like, like are <laughs> just I'm, bad. I'm leaving early because this game is not entertaining because one team is good and the other is bad. And I don't oh, know why gosh. that's always stuck in my mind. I've always been annoyed by Minnesota ever since then. The target logos annoy me. I don't know what it is. Minnesota is a fine state, but... it's yeah it's one of those things i'm just have a weird thing
0: again and and that's that holds true so much like one experience can affect how you feel about an entire team
1: Yes, especially since they were a new team. That was the first time I'd seen them play, and it was like, oh, so this is what they're like. Okay.
0: Well, I know we have we have friends in Kansas City who are huge University of Nebraska fans. Like he played uh, he played in the marching band there. Oh, and we love <laughs> <like>, them. Remy? <laughs> no, not Remy. Remy is also a big Nebraska fan. That a different person, and he hates kansas state oh. and kansas state is known as like being a very um hospitable place like it's not very threatening. threatening non-threatening. it's this nice little ag school yeah we are like we're a pretty middle of the road team in all sports and so like we're not that's putting it charitably, but, yeah. <laughs> but right, yeah that's actually that's a pre- we'll make bowl games we we make the tournament every couple of years like pretty middle of the road yeah, that's fair but we for some reason, when he went one time when uh, Nebraska was playing K-State, he was in the marching band, and someone spat on him oh. at the game, and so he hates K-State, and I'm like, I feel so bad that he hates K-State, cause I'm like, we're so nice, I yeah. think. Well, that's
1: crazy that you bring that up, because the only K-State football game I've ever been to was versus Nebraska, and I spat on someone in the band. Dave. <laughs> So the crazy coincidence that the stories are so
0: similar. this podcast is over. (laughs) We're done. We we had a good run. (laughs) Did ten episodes. Yes. Oh,
1: yes. Okay. How did we not mention that? We're into the double digits. We did it. We're ten percent of the way to having to get tattoos.
0: Hey, you know what? Uh, fun story. So I think I mentioned it when you talked about that. I was, I'm su- was supposed to get a tattoo last year for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And my birthday is now less than a month out. And Robin told me, she goes, before your birthday, we are scheduling you an appointment to go and get that tattoo. Yes. And I was like, fair. Like, at least go and get it drawn up and be like, I'm getting it on this day. Is it your first tattoo? It is. That's nice. why I've been putting it off for almost a year.
1: Well, I've still got about two years before my first tattoo, assuming we stick to roughly an episode a week. So I've still got some time to think about it, but still have
0: plenty of time. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. Real quick. Let's wrap up in other news here. First off, an in international play. I'm just going to say hot take the U.S. men's national team coming off the Gold Cup was unbelievably exciting. And yeah. right now we're a bunch of big old snooze fests.
1: Dude, we're not only snooze fest, We're bad. Yeah. Like. My friend Jack and I, we always talk about, like, we, okay, so we play on the same Wednesday soccer team, and then we'll, like, hang out after the game and just talk, just the two of us, and it's usually about, like, how the game went or, like, other soccer stuff, and this week, he was just straight up, like, we're not gonna qualify, and I was like, don't even say that, but I couldn't bring myself to say, no, you're wrong, like, I think it's a real chance. I'm freaking out.
0: (laughs) Man, it, we... If we don't make the World Cup again, I think our entire like I'm I, I I'm thought the gold cup bit. was uh, the gold cup in the last like year and a half has been the like tearing down of our team, right? Yes. Like tearing it down to the studs, trying again. Maybe but,
1: those are the players that should be out there, honestly. And
0: that's where I'm confused. Like yeah. I wonder if it's a thing where MLS is like you've had our players long enough, like I don't think so. So,
1: there. I think those players were technically second choice right because you didn't Uh have Gio Reyna out there he was with his club you didn't have Pulisic you didn't have Pulisic out there Pulisic was with Chelsea and there's John Brooks wasn't there like so many players weren't there and so it was like the B team but then Mm -hmm. the B team went and won the gold cup so I was like oh this is so awesome how good must our A team be I mean I know Gio Reyna is awesome I know Tim Muea is good I know I know all these guys are good And then they come back in and like you said, it's a snooze fest and they're losing. So I don't know. I don't feel good about the men's national team. Good thing this is a sporting KC podcast.
0: (laughs) I know, but God, I would love to watch the world cup and have a, have a horse in that race. Last couple pieces of other news. I am officially wrong about the KC. Woso. they took a loss. They took an L. I can't believe I forgot to give
1: you so much crap for that because literally here's how the, here's how the flow chart went. Okay. I was super excited to hear the new episode. It was the first one I hadn't been on RIP to that streak, but I, uh, so I hopped on and listened to it and I heard Riley say, I'm predicting they're going to get 19 out of 21 points. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they've already broken that. And so I went to ESPN, Casey Woso page. And sure enough, like literally before the episode came out, that had already proven false. They lost to Chicago.
0: I tried. I tried which I'm my sad best. About,
1: but I'm happy Riley was wrong. <laughs>
0: Um and let's see a little other news for our player uh Daniel Shallowy played in the hungry uh 4 nil loss to England Whoops. not a whole lot of news to report not there, his but I fault, will say though. no not it is never his fault yes um but I will say luca Busio is starting for venencia yes and they won their they won as far as i could tell their last game and they are doing halfway decent right now when i checked they were bottom of the table but i'm glad they're picking it up (laughs) yes and it's all because of our boy john luca yes so that's where i'm at on israel's
1: roster i don't think he's played if he has it was just in their last defeat i don't know anyway shallow back though i'm so glad oh my god we looked listless without him which is it's a testament to how good he is Yes. Oh yes. He makes the clock tick him and him. And I'd say Pulido are like our difference
0: makers right uh, now. see, I would say him and Russell are the difference makers that yeah. Russell too. Cause Russell and Daniel, when they're together, it looks like a father and his like just turned 21 year old <laughs> son. Uh, but when they're together, like they have a, a really good chemistry. And I know Pulido's there too. And Pulido's an amazing, amazing player but I see more assists between Russell and Shallowy than I do Mm Polito and the other two.
1: Yes. No, I Polito Polito doesn't have that same chemistry with Shallowy that Russell does. But if I'm just thinking like, who are the stars of this team? Yeah, it is. God bless him. Tim Melia. Uh (laughs) And it is uh, Shallowy and yeah, Russell. And also to me, uh, Polito, but yes.
0: Well, Dave, any last thoughts?
1: Yeah, dude, my last thoughts are one of these times we are going to have the full group back together and it is going to be glorious. And until then, I am very excited about our squad still. I know we've been in a bit of a malaise lately, but I'm very excited. I love where this thrill ride of MLS soccer is taking us. Um, I had a blast doing this with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I'll see you very soon in the flesh. Yeah, we'll see you closer when this comes out. Yes. And what are your final thoughts?
0: Uh, as always, like this is always a highlight. Like I love talking soccer and I mm-hmm. always love having an excuse to watch it. So this yes. this has been good. Yeah. And thank you good. so
1: much, everyone, for listening to this. I have a blast doing it. It feels good to know that
0: some people are enjoying it. So, yeah, I, yes. hope, I hope you had a good time. <laughs> Hey, let's wrap this up. Uh, coming up this week, we've got sporting uh, versus Minnesota. The day after this podcast come out, we know Minnesota uh, is known for kind of holding back a lot of ties, a lot of yep. uh, kind of They're boring down. <laughs> it. So hopefully. With Shallowy back, we will have a not-boring game of soccer to watch. That's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. We can break them down. I'm confident. I'm not confident. Last time it was a nil-nil draw, if I remember right. I'm confident that we are playing with a chip right now. Yes. So, all right. With that, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Again, uh, email us at onesportingwaypod at gmail.com. Reach out uh, to pod on Instagram. Or just listen in, tell your friends, leave us a a rating. And you know what? Join us next week as we continue to talk down here at One Sporting Way. Boop, 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 boop. Show.